In this episode, we're looking into Britney Spears and the impact she has had on our culture. This is not a gossipy episode. Our intention here is to really take a look at how the roles of misogyny, the patriarchy, and the media have influenced and affected this amazing person. Let's talk about what intuition really is. Let's look at all the places intuition and ego show up in your life. Let's share honestly. Let's do the research. I'm Jamie Hayhurst. I'm Heather Wood. This This is the Intuitive Intuitive Girls Guide. All right, Jay. Yikes. We have a a crazy (laughs) topic today. I'm a little nervous about this for some reason. Mm, me too. But we're talking about Britney Spears. Yeah. And before we go any further, yes. we have many disclaimers to make. Yes. <laughs> we are talking about Britney Spears in the form and the way of her impact right. and her connection to culture and the role of the patriarchy. Yes. This is not for likes or content or to gossip or to shit talk. No. And a lot of people have been asking us to talk about this because we this is the origin of our obsessed segment. We was didn't Brittany. Obs- we did an obsessed segment on Britney. And in addition to that, many people just ask us what we think of yeah. everything going on with Britney. And we just did another obsessed segment on her. Yeah. So it, she's it's hard to talk about things relevant in our culture without talking about Britney. Right. And I feel like people are just so critical of her, which obviously is a, I mean, I think that's the problem. That's why. Critical of her, but also very willing to like use her and her story and her experience as a way to like get their own likes and views. And some people have made their whole social media accounts about her. The like, is everything she's saying coded for help? Like it's, it's. So I want to talk about how we got there, why we're there, what Yeah, we're actually... in like conspiracy theory land. Yeah, like I don't want to talk right. about if she's sending secret messages. I, I mean, we'll we'll address that, but like I, I don't think that's what she's doing, to be honest. I mean, I don't even know. I, like, yeah. I, we should also say that you are listening to one Britney <laughs> fan and one person who like likes and appreciates Britney, but isn't necessarily a Britney fan. No, I mean, I obviously know all of her music, yes, right? Of because of course because of our culture right right um but i'm only interested in britney spears because i'm like concerned for her yeah it's it's a pro it's a problem i see like the problems yes and the problems i think uh, the i don't want to talk about her family life and like i i don't i don't want to speculate about that or be another person being like oh you know what happened with her dad or as right. a kid like i, I don't want to go there we're not going there we'll reference anything that feels needed mm-hmm. but this isn't like us speculating or giving our opinion on like why her mental health is where it is and stuff this is us going this is how when you take a girl yeah who very perfectly fits the patriarchal standard uh, yes. of what a woman should be in beauty and then you try to add capitalism's way of owning women's sexuality for them yep and you take a person and you do that to them on this level yep what is going to happen is britney spears right and and i think it's important to say that like those factors like her father yeah 
and then her mother and her sister to other extents, right? Like all problematic, all things that have been discussed like to death ad nauseum. Yes. We're not saying those aren't a problem. No. But they are a microcosm. Yes. For the larger systemic problems. Like her dad is like the patriarchy in her life. Yes. Right? Like he's the walking embodiment of patriarchy, like on a smaller scale in her life. Yes. But he's that way because of the macrocosm of patriarchy. Exactly. Of this society, of our obsession with pop culture. Yeah. You know, the sexualization of of young girls. Yes. That's where we're talking today. Absolutely. And how that shows itself in the media. Yep. And how the media is to blame. We don't hold them accountable. And it really Mm. upsets me that like we're not going like, hey, I'm looking back and I'm seeing what Diane Sawyer did to this girl. Yeah. And I'm pissed now. And I remember being pissed when it was happening because I was watching the Britney interviews. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Of course not. And I was outraged. Yeah. Outraged at the way she was being treated and the way she's being talked about and how like no matter what she did, she couldn't win in anyone's eyes. And like... Now we're looking back and going like, what? And I think it's important to do that because like we see this with Anna Nicole Smith. We see this mm. with Marilyn Monroe. We see yep. this with like so many Meghan different- Meghan Markle. Monica Lewinsky. Right. Like where you, we create these, these people mm-hmm. for like in this villain role. And the thing that they all have in common is that they are trying to own their own sexuality. And that what the real issue here is that we are still as a society petrified of a woman who shows her sexuality in any way. In her power. Yeah. Well, and I think when you talk about media, I think a lot of people will be quick to say like, well, they're just reporting. They're just presenting information. The problem is that that's not true anymore. No, they're, they're the owned a, by companies. It's yeah. capitalism. It's, and it's a puppet for capitalism. It's a puppet for capitalism. Right. And also... If you're a journalist interviewing someone, you have to take your own bullshit, misogyny, patriarchal ideas and put them to the side and actually talk to that's what we that's what we're looking for. Right. But when in the in the early two thousands especially, there was Mm -hmm. this sensationalized media of like, let me abuse this person in front of me for amusement to the camera. Well, in in for ad revenue. For ad revenue and for let me like take this narrative and thrust it upon them and then right. let then the the paparazzi like all of that stuff coming in and like being this huge like all of a sudden now we want to know everything about celebrities' personal lives which wasn't evident before like it just Britney's caught in the storm right I just think it's important to note that I think journalism is now separate from media. Ooh, I like the way you're saying that. Do you know what I mean? I think yes. there are like reputable journalists or like absolutely or like sto- storytellers, like documentary producers. Yes, who have tried yes. to actually tell the story of Britney Spears. Agreed. But like that Diane Sawyer interview, that wasn't journalism. No, that was. I'm gonna play you some clips from that interview later too, if you guys aren't sure what I'm talking about. But yeah, I bet you even if you saw it back then, and when you see it now, I think you'll have. It's so cringy. It's so cringy. But that was for ad revenue. That was for, I mean, not likes. It wasn't likes then. No. But that's what it is now. It was for hits. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was so everyone would talk about it and go watch it. Exactly. And replay it and yeah, and it it when that goes so far away mm-hmm. from caring about human beings. Right. 
enter us. Yes, here and we it's are. it's still happening. You're yes. still, we're still doing it to her. Right. And I know it might sound hypocritical that we're now making a whole podcast episode about Brittany. Right. I, I hear it. I get it. And this is why you and I have held back on it. Exactly. But it's become so prevalent and such a problem that the, the part we're going to talk about right. is what our culture does to women like Britney Spears. This is not going to be us piling on. No. To no, no. all of the speculation. No. We're going to talk about what we know. Correct. And we're going to talk about it like as it relates to our society and like the structures of our society. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Whew. I'm already that was sweating. a lot of disclaimer, but it, it, it needed to be said. It did. I'm, I'm sweating. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to start with why I love Britney Spears. Okay. I mean, we've already, we've already discussed that I believe myself to be a great enigma to everybody. True. I think in some ways that's true, and in a lot of ways I'm more of an enigma to myself. That's also true. <laughs> yes. One of the things that I think people might be surprised to know is how much of a fan of Britney Spears I am. Yes. I don't agreed. know that that is... I think most people know me as like a like really into rock music and loving Bon Jovi. Mm. And like, but again, I don't fit well in any boxes. So like, I also really love pop music and I love Britney Spears. You guys even had a coffee at Resto. Yes. Free Britney. The Free Britney. Yes. Yeah. I love Britney and I mm-hmm. wanted to say why mm-hmm. because it's relevant to the story, not just because I want you to hear a like dissertation on why I love Britney Spears. <laughs> okay. Britney Spears is one of the best performers yes. of all time. Gotcha. I, I, as somebody who was a dancer, mm-hmm. I guess still a dancer, it's just not, no one sees me. <laughs> It's a wedding right. or something, right? Okay, so like I un- I appreciate performances. Mm-hmm. I don't even think you have to be a dancer, but like think back, Jay, to like the days of MTV in in its heyday. Yep, in the nineties, in the in the two thousands, yep. like how the performance of a music video, the performance mm-hmm. on an award ceremony, the these were so epic. Everything about being a celebrity is a performance, even on a red carpet. Agreed. And like, I love that. I love, same as I love a musical and a production Mm -hmm. and like a set and like, I love that stuff. And I would challenge anyone to show me someone as good as Britney Spears in her heyday at performing. Yep. And she was doing it when she was like 16. Yep. I was so awkward at 16, I couldn't imagine. But like, right. to me, it was it's, was very evident. And even if this is the first you've ever heard of Britney Spears, I don't know how that's possible. And mm. you just went and like yeah. watched a video of her. Right. I think you would agree yep. that she has something. Yeah. I, I don't think anyone could argue that. Maybe she's not your cup of tea. Correct. Fine. But you can't really deny that this is someone with a mega amount of talent and being a performer. Yep. Here's why I think this is so pertinent to what's going on. Okay. You don't see, especially a woman, mm-hmm. with that level of a gift and that level of a talent and that amount of power mm-hmm. on a stage and think she's going to have a good time in our culture. No. No, you don't. Guess who's going to pounce? Everybody. Yeah, the patriarchy. Right. You can't have a powerful woman standing up there with sex appeal. 
Yeah. With charisma. Yeah. With the influence that, mm-hmm. that she had. Like, mm-hmm. and just have all these men sit around and go, that's fine. Right. Well, and not only is a portion of the population going to criticize her. Yeah. But then the other portion is then going to try to exploit her. Exactly. So you're stuck. Yeah. I feel that's what I feel like. Brittany has been forever bouncing yes. between like ping ponging between the exploitation and the obsession. Yes. I still to this moment. Right. And the criticism. And the criticism. Right. Yes. You just take this person with this great amount of power and then you thrust mm-hmm. very ridiculous expectations and responsibilities on her. Right. That she's just being a performer. That you're not thrusting on men yep. who are at the same or even a lesser level as her. Yeah, no one was talking to Justin Timberlake about that shit. Even when he was yanking Janet Jackson's shirt bra off of her yeah right it was was only until like two years ago when people started to criticize him for his part in that i mean think about elvis if you want to even go back Mm -hmm. further if you want to go into a entirely different generation Mm -hmm. look at him and tell me that the sexualization of him wasn't celebrated and helped no one was like Yes, were there people who were upset that he was moving his hips in that way? Yeah. Yeah. Was it a very different way Response. of receiving it yes. than Britney? Yep. Yes. But even Britney and Justin, they dated. Yes, they did. Right? Yes. But like completely different reactions, completely different levels of like expected responsibility. Yeah, I mean, look at their breakup. Everyone yeah. was immediately blaming Britney for yeah. everything. Justin made a video. Right like with a Britney lookalike mm-hmm. it like implying that she cheated on him and that's why they broke up and Crimea River was the name of the yes. song yeah. and then everyone just went like oh yeah and then Britney put out a song mm-hmm. I think it was called Every Time and it's this sad song of like feeling like she, like she lost something that she really loved and like taking some blame and everyone went I got this narrative right she cheated on Justin exactly. and they just ran with, with that story yeah. and he's the bad guy. I mean, he's the good guy and she's the bad guy. And yep. it's like, wait a minute, because I've yep. seen this narrative flipped. Yep. And that's not what happened. I mean, right. Like just recently, there's the whole Adam Levine scandal. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And it's like, no one was saying the same things about him. No. And that just disappeared. Yeah. Right. But forever, people are going to look at Britney and go, oh, how dare you? You broke Justin Timberlake's heart. And they were dating when they were like 20. Well, that's the thing. They were kids. Can you imagine if your relationship was scrutinized at that age? No. It doesn't make any sense. No. Okay. In addition, I would like to say that she represents exactly what the patriarchy tells women to be. Exactly. So it really shows you the hypocrisy of the patriarchy because they... right. You also would think a, a beautiful, talented, mm-hmm. rich woman, she should have it all. That's what capitalism and the patriarchy tells us. Right. And she's, she's playing the game. She's working for them. Right. And look at how they took care of her. Look at where she is. You can't win. That's the hypocrisy. Right. You can't so, win. And you can say like proximity to it will keep you safe and all this kind of stuff. And I'm just going to point at Brittany. Right. Exactly. And go, no, it won't. No, it won't. No. It doesn't make any sense. No. Okay. 
I would just like to also say, I don't think these facts are like stated a lot for her, but she's sold over a hundred million records and is one of the all-time most successful recording artists. Wow. That's a lot. But what do we talk about with her? Her How relationships. Crazy she is. That she's crazy. That right. she like oh the my conservatorship. God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Okay. So Britney debuted in nineteen ninety eight. Mm-hmm. Just to give you a place in your brain for when she's really hitting the scene i thought it was earlier than that she was around earlier but her first uh hit me baby one more time yep and that whole album comes out in 98 yep okay i think that it's important to realize how fast she rose when you hear that you're like holy shit she was a household name in 1998 yes exactly okay one thing that i thought really speaks to her genius Mm-hmm. that isn't ever talked about now is something I found. I had remembered this from pop-up video. Oh, I love pop-up video. And I tried to find a pop-up video, like so I could play some of it to show you, <laughs> but you can't find it anywhere. It's like, it's oh, really, there must like, you can't have the rights or you can't put it on YouTube or I don't know what it is, but Interesting. I, I couldn't find a single pop-up video of any video. Wow. That's I know weird. it's like a controversy. Like I stumbled upon conspiracy where is the, the pop-up one video yeah interesting just saying um huh. but i remember being an avid pop-up video i love watcher. that show oh yeah god bring it back i mean there's really not videos anymore but <laughs> it doesn't matter um and i remember seeing some of these facts on there so i wanted to find them to tell you because i think it's really i think britney spears is painted as unintelligent and oh absolutely like just a kind of doing what the machine tells her to do and really not credited with her own genius a lot and that makes me mad absolutely not so this is a quote from britney this was in um rolling stone okay so it was a 1999 it was cover story of rolling stone okay okay so this is a um a the, the her first video okay hit me baby one more time the school girl yes they wanted her to do a space slash power ranger theme for the video huh now i want you to weird i know i want you to to know that like she's like 16 mm-hmm. first video first song coming out because right. her song isn't until the video comes out she doesn't really blow up absolutely so i just yep. want you to hear yep the the gall the confidence, the yep. genius that it would take to stand up to a bunch of men. Yeah. Because here's this is her, this is a quote from her. Okay. Brittany says, they had this really bizarre video idea, this animated power rangey thing. I said, this is not right. If you want me to reach four-year-olds, then okay. But if you want me to reach my age group, and then she cuts off, and then she yep. says... I had this idea, we're in school and we're bored out of our minds and we have Catholic uniforms on. And I said, why don't we like have knee highs and tie the shirts up and give it a little attitude so it wouldn't be boring and cheesy. Gotcha. Okay. Britney, this iconic music video that I've never been anywhere on Halloween where I don't see someone dressed up in it. That's a good point. Okay. This is from her her idea she comes up with it right now the director whose name happens to be dick which i delight in (laughs) talking about the patriarchy okay dick perfect villain name gotcha okay he was not happy with her response i bet not and he said your initial reaction to this is i'm being told by a 16 year old girl what i should do i was gonna say because he actually probably loved the idea he just wanted it to be his But this girl is 16 and I'm a grown man. Perhaps she has a better perspective on her audience than I do. So I swallowed my pride. 
Okay, dick. Do you hear what she, like, yeah, this is uh, someone going like, I need to save face because yeah. I didn't want her to do this and I gave in. And it was like the biggest video of all time. In the reason she's where she is now is because she stood up. Can you imagine? Could you at no. sixteen have stood up to men like this in a room? No. Do you like, okay, see? Sure. The, this is what I mean. Like mm-hmm. this is the this is the Britney that mm-hmm. I see. Driven. When I look she's at her. driven. She she's driving her career. She's right. working through these this like ridiculous system that she's in, and she's she's fucking winning. Yeah. And she's right. Right. She's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dick went on to say later about Britney, she's very, she's was very, very drilled with her dance routines. I've worked with her four times and I've yet to work with somebody who puts in as much preparation and was as eager to rehearse as she was. I mean, that's, I think Britney Spears is a hard worker. Yes. Like where she may not have as much talent. Yes. As say like a, a Whitney Houston or well, like a Celine right. Dion, right? right. Like, but she's a hard worker. Well, she doesn't have the that kind of a singing voice. She's a performer. Exactly. She can sing. We yeah. I mean, you can yeah. go back and look at the Star Search. She doesn't dance there. She sings and she's got that deep, amazing, just like throaty voice. Are we gonna talk about her voice? Do we, are we gonna get there? Yes. Okay. Yes. I'll let I'll let you lead us. <laughs> well, we that's can, a part of the no, story. No, we can talk about it now. Like she had like you see her she gets where she gets on her singing talent mm-hmm. she joins the mickey mouse club yep i love the mickey mouse club yep. heyday yep and britney spears is one year older than me we're very close to the same age yep. right so like i was watching that their mm-hmm. age going like this is amazing. i mean ryan gosling justin yep. timberlake carrie russell they're christina aguilera yep they were all on there mm-hmm. and like so now you're like singing and dancing, but mm-hmm. you don't get on the Mickey Mouse Club if you can't sing. Correct. There are different kinds of singers. I don't like, I, this isn't your reference, but I don't like what other people do where they're like, well, Britney can't sing like Celine. No, you don't have to. There's Not everyone other can. Kind, yes. Right. Right. So right. it's like she, the, I hear that like insult to her and like mm-hmm. the insult of like, well, she lip syncs. Listen, when you're doing like a full cardio performance on stage. And like you don't like at the Super Bowl, you don't right. really have a choice. There's yes. no sound equipment that no. can work in that environment. Like it, if, yes. it, what bothers, yes, is some seeing someone sing live with a powerhouse mm-hmm. voice amazing? Absolutely. Do I care if someone's dancing their ass off and hit a few wrong notes? Right. No. Whichever way you choose to do it or you lip sync and you hit every dance move and perform perfectly. None of that matters to me. Yeah, they're they're just different performances. They're not better or worse. And you don't, you only really see this with women. Right. They're always pitted against each other. They're Mm -hmm. always compared in this way. And it just really makes me mad where I'm like, no, there's room for both. Right. Celine Dion is fucking amazing. Whitney Houston, no one can match her in talent. Like with the singing. Britney, same. It's just right. the singing. She's not going out there hitting those notes. Right. She's performing. That's right. always clearly what she's loved. But then her voice was yeah, altered. Or like, what did they do to her? So this is an interesting thing because this was a big narrative like a couple years ago mm-hmm. that got very dropped. Yeah. It's not the narrative now. And I find that interesting. Where they're like, Britney Spears. I mean, there's all the stuff that she's a clone. Okay, that I'm not no on board with. Ma'am. Right. No. But it, it's furthered because she made an album that didn't really come out talking about how she was cloned. Like, yes. she sings a song about that. Yeah. Like, so I get, I get yeah. it. But, like, 
you got to think a little deeper here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she has a very deep register voice. Yeah. One of the things she does, and I actually watched a video on this for prep. Yeah. From a, <laughs> like, have, do you ever watch those videos where like a singing instructor is like breaking, like someone's singing and they're like telling you what's happening? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was watching yeah. that about Brittany mm-hmm. and they were also addressing her deeper register and yeah. her higher register. So he, what he was saying in this video was that Brittany can sing in many registers, like right. a lot of singers can, and that a poppy sort of sound that a lot of times like people will coach you to like, in this album, sing more in this voice, yeah. is the more like baby talk register mm-hmm. that she sings in. Mm-hmm. And you hear that sort of come out more and more in her like first few albums. Yep. Like the first album, I think you can hear more of the deep and then yes. it keeps getting like, higher and higher like a child voice it feels to me like the infantilization of women exactly like it's like you want women to be as young as they can be as hairless as they can be as high-pitched as they can be because you want because you're a pedophile because you want to have like a skinny body and just boobs but like a high kid voice it doesn't it's it's this weird perversion that like men have or the society has has used against women yes. that men now feel like that's what's attractive. Yeah, like what we want from women is for when you talk to sound like you're 12. Why? It's gross. <laughs> it's gross. It's strange. Right. It's like it's you really don't want weird. Your, like you don't want women's bodies to mature yeah. and to get like bigger only in certain areas. Right, only the boobs, maybe only the, the boobs butt, and the butt and that's it. Frame. Yeah. Right, but like your body should say as like childlike as possible yeah. your voice should. Yeah. And the way you act should. Correct. Yeah, yeah. So to me, every time I hear her in that voice, it it grates on me. Yeah. But not against her. Right. It's just like I hate what's been done to her. Well, exactly. So the, in this video, what this guy was saying is that they took this to an extreme with Britney. Yeah. And it's very clear that like she's, you can sort of, you can hear it. Like if you went and listened to her music and you just like kept playing it in a timeline, yeah. you hear it get higher and higher and higher. Yeah. And then you hear like a struggle of like low, high, low, high, low. Like okay. when you like listen to the song Toxic, mm-hmm. you hear her fighting to get her own voice in almost. Now, yep. I don't know that. Brittany hasn't said that. I'm yeah. just saying like when I'm listening, yep. you can sort of hear right. it go back. Like you can sort of hear her trying to pull it back in. And what's happened is that in other circumstances with pop stars, mm-hmm. this is used here and there. Yep. With Britney, like everything, it was used to an extreme with her. It feels like everything about her is super extreme. Everything that yes. was done to her is yes. extreme. All the expectations are extreme. Exactly right. Exactly right. Okay. I want to come back and start talking about the biggest issue I think our society has with Britney, mm-hmm. which is something we talk about, you and I, a lot, which is the Madonna and the whore complex. Like, are you a virgin or a whore? Like, are which one? Those are the only choices. Those are the only choices, right. and you can't be both. No. And really, if you really say like the definition of true womanhood or feminine energy, mm-hmm. and I'm not, I'm not trying to add the gender in, yeah. in whatever expression of that you see. Yeah. It would be whatever the fuck my mood is would be the answer to that right. question. Yeah, you're supposed to pick one. We can talk about it after yeah. the break. So we're going we're gonna, we're gonna to get into right. that. Okay. Plus a lot of other stuff I'm going to tell you really what the tabloids did to her, what the media did to her. I'm going to play you a clip of some of the interviews and the, the things we were saying about Britney. Mm-hmm. And I want you to then think about 
and go like, no wonder she's struggling. Exactly. Of course. Right. How could exactly. she not? How of is she course. even alive? Is exactly. Okay. Right. We'll be right back after this short break. great with podcast listening a great cup of coffee from a great coffee shop yep beans roasted in-house amazing baristas you know where i'm talking about restoration coffee can we go yes i need an americano and maybe a panini too Ooh, i need blueberry maple latte and probably a resto bowl yeah check them out and visit restoration-coffee.com This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey y'all, it's Jamie with a little shameless self-promotion. We've had a lot of people reaching out asking about distal Reiki. So I wanted to let you all know that yes, you can book a session with me. If you'd like some distance Reiki, get in touch with me and we will set it up for you. Let's talk about what we're obsessed with this week. All right, Heather, um, we haven't talked about this. Okay, I don't even know what you're going to say. No, yeah, I sent you a TikTok and we didn't talk about it, but I keep thinking about it. Oh, that happens a lot with me. Like, I always am like, I can't wait to see you so I can discuss this in person. Right. I've been thinking about it and I've written 12 different stories about it in my head. Right. Okay, I'm excited to hear So this one I keep coming back to and it is, I think it's going to apply to like literally everyone that's listening to this. Oh. I think it's really common in... Probably women, but anyways, uh-huh. I'll just play it and we can discuss. Okay. All right, here's the TikTok. I usually overstep with compassion because it's easier for me to understand where you're coming from rather than to admit how badly I was hurt. I usually oh. overstep with compassion because I can understand where you're coming from. That's easier. Mm-hmm. Than admitting that someone just kicked you in the teeth, essentially, is what she's yeah. saying. Like, yeah, <laughs> like when I, it's when, like overuse of empathy. When you sent me that, my <laughs> what I said out loud to the video was, "Shut up." <laughs> exactly. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you call me out on that? That is true and annoying. It's like we're weaponizing empathy against ourselves. Well, especially for a very empathic person. Right. Experiencing empathy is way easier than, and like dealing with the discomfort of that. Right. Than going like, oh, let me just own some state of vulnerability here. Right. And like deal with how it feels. Or, or like what it means that you hurt me or whatever. Or even have to deal with you that you hurt me. I'd rather deal with it internally. And give you I'd rather deal with it internally. Put right. that on my gravestone someday. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I'd rather give you as so much slack and so much leeway rather than be like, hey, buddy, you took it too far this time. <laughs> yeah. God. It's like, again, the empath's curse. It is. I mean, it, it's sort of, it's hard because empathy is both 
like a curse and a superpower absolutely at the same time right. always yep. right so it's like really evident of how like you're you're using your superpower mm-hmm. but cursing yourself while you do exactly it's crazy yeah i know I, I think a lot of people relate to that i think a lot of people will hear it and mm-hmm. feel like they want maybe they'll say shut up to us <laughs> <laughs> i think i went oof yeah Ugh. oof oof is perfect yeah it's rough but yeah. the more you know the more you know the more you know (laughs) all right we need to talk more about how britney's sexuality Mm -hmm. is something people can't deal with like can't deal with but are also obsessed with at the same time yeah like they don't know what to do about it that's the problem i mean with britney in particular but like in this society in a patriarchy whether that's here or in other countries i'm not exactly sure but um, it's like there's so many contradictions. People yeah. are obsessed with your sexuality, yeah. yet they're shaming you and shunning you for it at the same time. Like, right. there's no way to win inside of this system. Yes. And even more so mm-hmm. when you're talking about a 16-year-old girl. Exactly. Because, like... Okay, there's a 16-year-old girl, mm-hmm. and she's on stage, and you can see her midriff. Yep. Or she's in a dress at an award show that shows off her figure. Right. She's dancing and singing lyrics that have some sexual innuendo to mm-hmm. them. Yep. And Britney Spears has a very just natural sexual energy to her. And as a 16-year-old was fucking owning it. Well, I mean, hit me baby one more time. Never mind like the, you know, her following videos. That was highly sexual. Like yeah. it was highly sexualized. Like it was yeah. in your face. I mean, there's no sex in the video. No, but like the the they were playing off of these sexualized tropes, like the Absolutely. Catholic schoolgirl and the uniforms, like and that I'm not criticizing that. Uh, but agreed. like it's it it wasn't like people were pulling from it was like people were obsessed with it, but then mad about it at the same time. Right. Like, it, they loved it about her, but they also yeah. equally hated it about her. Right. Like, so there's this still this sticky thing of, like, a woman, like, a man. Like, if, if she was a 16-year-old boy. Right. And she was singing and, ta- and, and dancing and, like, talking about sex or had her shirt off or whatever. Mm-hmm. This... I'm not saying it wouldn't apply, right? But it wouldn't cause this kind no. of outrage. No, I, I just think like as a woman, it's like, why are you mad at me about something that you like? Yes, or like, because why it, can't it, I be sexual? Well, because well, right, because the next step is that it actually has nothing to do with me. Yeah, it has everything to do with you and how uncomfortable you feel. Yes, in how attracted you are to me or how much you like what I'm doing or how much power that gives me. Yes. Therein lies the problem. It's not about Britney Spears. What it's about is that we still send this message and still lived by this rule that women's sexuality is something that they don't have enough control over. Mm -hmm. And in the same sentence, we say, okay, but own it and take it and, and whatever. But then we say, but like, you have to change your outfit because right. it might distract a boy. But right. wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I 
but they're more powerful than me and right. they can make these. So the problem is that we're so uncomfortable with women's sexuality mm-hmm. and that being anything powerful for them that we say like, you can't, you can't come out and you can't be that. Even though all society shows you since you're like two as a woman right. is like, be sexy for men. Well, like right. it's the contradiction. And then it's like, if a man assaults you mm-hmm. or whatever, what were you wearing? Like, well, the blame is on. That's what I mean. Like, right. every part of it is like, there's no win. Like, you can't own it. If you don't have it, you're wrong. If you do have, like, do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. But I think outside of that is not only is it an issue with women and how sexual they are or how sexual they're allowed to be. It's also that we don't talk about sex at all. Yes. Like men aren't even comfortable with their own sexuality. Excellent point. Right. Or with sex in general, we don't talk about sex. Right. We shame sex. Shame, shame, shame. So like there's no discourse. There's no education about sex and what it should look like, what healthy sexual relations look like, no matter your gender or sexuality. Like Mm -hmm. we don't talk about that. No. But unfortunately, because of that. Yep. It's then been weaponized against women, right? The burden, the the brunt of that has been put on women because men aren't taught how to manage their own sexual desires or yes. feelings or needs or whatever, right? Yes. So then it all gets put on women. Yes, it's like the the idea that okay, we don't want teenagers to get have unwanted pregnancies, right? So make sure they don't watch Britney Spears dance. Right. Or make sure we don't talk at all about sex until right. they're at an eight there until they're married or whatever. Right. And it's like that is so far from making any sense. No. Because the, all then all you can do is glean your information from other sources. Right. And then you're just repressing everything. Yeah, and the sources aren't reliable. No. Like do you know what I mean? Like right. without the conversation. Mm-hmm. One thing that I'm sure that you remember this. It's etched in my brain forever. Mm -hmm. So you and I were at a a women's seminar. Yes. Do you remember this? I do. You know what I'm going to say? Possibly. Okay. So I remember thinking, I've done this work of like knowing like women can be sexual and and empowered. And I am, I remember being like, I am, I got this. Yeah. I am so advanced. Yes. <laughs> and this moment happened at this where I realized that I wasn't, like yeah. that I still had a lot of work to do. Right. And there were some women, most, I think that all of them were from other countries. The one I remember very specifically was from Australia. Yeah. And they were, we were, to, the topic was how women, especially young girls, aren't allowed to be sexual at all when your whole body is teaching you and like your hormones are activating to be sexual and like yep. what that causes. Mm-hmm. And the, the whole narrative of like fathers being like going to shoot the boy and how yes. that like really disempowers Territorial. Women. Yes. Yep. And it makes no sense either. Mm-hmm. No. It's like, oh, she doesn't have any control over this. Like, right. But also it's, it's her fault if you do anything, whatever. That yes. was the topic. Right. And a, a woman raised her hand mm-hmm. and shared that when she was like 15, her father bought her a vibrator. Yes. And I, when she said that, I felt <laughs> this old woman cringe. This, yep. this, I felt like I was in an evangelical woman in a room full of wild Europe heathens. <laughs> exactly. And I, I felt it. I mean, immediately was correcting it in my mind, yep. but I was like, Oh, yep. There's still so much blindness here. Yeah. 
Do you, like, do, how did that hit you when you heard her say that? The same. Yeah. Like, I mean, I remember being like, oh, that, that would be actually really helpful. Exactly. If we allowed all people, not just young girls, but right. all people to be talking about that. To be, and to learn about their own body and to understand right. pleasure and to not be shamed for wanting any of that stuff or even learning in, about any of that. Even in Europe, like, that there's nudity on TV yes. regularly. Like, yes. That's okay. I mean, there's, Beaches, like it, there's a step yes. ahead of us in that. That, like, yes. I mean, this, that's a different conversation, but <laughs> yeah. It. I just remember hearing that and going, like, I know. Like, I remember clapping because everyone was like, "Holy shit!" Like, yes. so, like there's a man that's that evolved that he right. could do that for his daughter. Yeah. And I remember being like, "Yeah," and going like, "I have some internal things to do yes, here because I can feel the cringe. I can yep. feel these stories entering my mm-hmm. brain about how inappropriate that is, yep. or how uncomfortable that would be, or how she's going to grow up to be a whore." Yes, right. I'm hearing them, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Shit." Yeah. So my point of telling this is that like we're still so missing this as a society. Yes. We're still so far away from it. Yep. And I sometimes it feels like we've made a lot of progress, but then I think of that moment mm-hmm. at that retreat and I'm like, mm, yeah, this not There's really. There's a ton of work to do. Yeah. Brittany's caught in that because Brittany yes. is both at least marketed as a sweet southern innocent southern girl mm-hmm. and an incredibly sexual woman. Yep. Who a lot of men are attracted to. Yep, but also now like a lunatic, like a stark, raving, mad, crazy woman. Now, yes. And I know those are all ableist terms, like yes. saying like a crazy person is ableist, but yes. that's the I'm narrative saying it because that that's using. the narrative. Like exactly. that's the picture exactly. that's painted of her, like the umbrella with the in the car yeah. with the shaved head, right? Yeah. Like that's when the the tide turned on her. And the, the thing that I find really interesting about that in particular is that if she was a male rock star mm-hmm. doing that, mm-hmm. they would be like, that's right in line with the expected behavior. Yeah, it would be like the antics of like a rock and roll god. Smashing his guitar right, or whatever. Exactly. And what she was doing was trying to get the paparazzi the fuck away from her. Exactly. They would not leave, leave her, her alone. alone for a second. Right. And she was not well. And like... I don't mean not well. Like she, she had a mental is- issue. I don't know if she did. I'm right. not gonna. I'm not gonna speculate that. Right. But I'm just saying, like, she wasn't good at that moment. Right. Back up. And now that has been used against her for the past 15 years, 20 <sighs> years. I just the amount of moments I've had in my life that would make her umbrella moment look like nothing if right. they were recorded and right. seen by everyone. Yep. Like, and I think if you think of it that way, you might have a different perspective. Absolutely. If there were cameras in my face like that all the time mm-hmm. and people would not leave me alone and were people running me off the road and all those pictures were doing that those people were taking right. were being fed out there a terrible narrative about myself, yep. I would have done a lot worse than that. Yeah. So I think I'd like to play you this clip. Okay. I'll need a moment to prep. Okay. Okay, so this is a clip um, that is from, it's called Modern Girls on YouTube. Okay. And it's, this is a, it's a long video. I'm not playing the whole video, but it has all different women in it. Brittany is just one of the subjects. And it's like a study on how the media treats women and the narratives and, and the role in that, that, that the media plays. Okay. 
So this Britney one is, it's like about five minutes long, but I think it's worth the listen. Okay. And I also think if I can find a way to share some of it on our Instagram, I will, because okay. watching or even linking to it, yep. seeing it, I think is helpful too. Okay. All right, here it is. Their Framing Britney documentary on Hulu in February 2021, the conversation about the media's mistreatment of young women has been impossible to avoid. And Britney is often at the forefront of these conversations. Britney Spears got her first taste of fame at an early age, appearing on Disney's The Mickey Mouse Club at the age of 11, where she sang, danced, and acted alongside other future celebrities like Christina Aguilera, Justin Timberlake, and Ryan Gosling. It wasn't until after the show had finished airing that her career pivoted, with management and her family pushing her to go the pop star route. On September 28, 1998, the first single of her debut album premiered, and Baby One More Time went on to become a certifiable hit and one of the best-selling songs of all time. While the song made a huge splash, it was actually its music video and the singer herself who caught the public's attention. Only 16 years old at the time, the lyrics of the song combined with the costuming and dancing sparked controversy, with parents calling it inappropriate and provocative. Mm -hmm. This would be the first, but not the last time, that Britney's sexuality would become a hot topic. Britney Spears should be grounded for wearing that. Did you see what you... You're an adult woman. You're a grown-up. That's Rosie. Rosie, take it... I think she regrets that. Nice she's very nice, but the trampy outfits have to go. I don't know if, if he's American, rude, Italian, Canadian. I don't know where he's from. He offered you. You didn't. You didn't hear about this one? No, someone. Seventeen million dollars to to uh, yeah, have sex. Okay. I don't believe I just said that, Mom. I'm sorry. I apologize. My mom's Brady is sixteen okay. here, by the way. The wife of the governor of Maryland, who appeared at an anti-violence rally, and well, listen to what she said. Really, if I had an opportunity to, to shoot Britney Spears, <gasps> I think I would. That's really bad. Because of the example for kids and how hard it is to be a parent and keep all of this away from your kids. I mean, I'm, you know, I can't help that. And if the parents don't like them to see it, then change the channel. Yes. how do you feel about all kinds of speculation about the images and when you want to watch I really wish I would have never said anything to begin with. Because I got stuck in this little place where people are always asking, have there been any changes on that front? Ew. <laughs> That's a personal question. In the early stages of her career, she had the complicated brand image of being a down-to-earth southern girl with a rowdier, sexier side to her. An editor at Rolling Stone attributed much of her early success to the fact that she was a, quote, girl next door with just a small touch of the devil mixed in. Her management created a sexualized image that was played up in marketing, but in interviews, Britney emphasized that it was all harmless and that she was still focused on wholesome Christian values. Unfortunately, mm, people didn't really believe her. In 2000, she announced that she and NSYNC member Justin Timberlake had begun dating, which set off rumors about her sex life and she was routinely asked about her virginity. Britney's relationship with Justin was a media goldmine. They were both equally famous and considered teen royalty at the time. After they broke up in 2002, the media and the public quickly chose sides, with many favoring Justin's Crimea River narrative that painted Britney as a cheater and a slut. Retroactively, Britney has stated that this is where she first saw the media turn against her. 
In the Hulu Framing Britney documentary, New York Times critic Wesley Morris says, quote, The way that people treated her, to be very high school about it, was like she was the school slut and he was the quarterback. Yep. The narrative surrounding their breakup was, what did you do to cause this? What did you do to hurt him? Instead of attempting to understand both sides of the situation. She was only 21 at the time, and yet her relationship problems were being shown to the entire world. Because of the cheating allegations, the media decided that she deserved to be punished, and as a result, a takedown of her public image began. In 2003, Britney sat down with Diane Sawyer to address all of the drama, rumors, and backlash, and while Britney intended to explain the situation, the interview took a turn, with Sawyer regularly asking leading questions with sexist undertones that eventually culminated in Britney breaking down into tears mid-interview. The way Britney Spears was simultaneously praised and punished for being sexual was mm -hmm. representative of how society treats female sexuality in general. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. The 2000s were latent with so much misogyny that it was inevitable that Britney would be subjected to inappropriate comments and questions daily. But another element to the abuse that Britney endured was rooted in classism. When she wasn't working, she'd walk around in cutoffs, wear her hair messily, and go out and eat fast food. Although the public initially loved Britney's down-to-earth country roots, it was now being twisted to imply that she was white trash. <laughs> yep. Media outlets and magazines didn't view her as someone worthy of respect and privacy. <sighs> she was just a paycheck to them. Paparazzi were incentivized to violate boundaries and cross ethical and moral lines because magazines would pay top dollar to get photos of her, especially ones that were unflattering. Britney, who would attempt to escape these invasive and sometimes dangerous situations, would often be criticized for her behavior. If she was polite and let them take photos, she was considered an attention whore and self-absorbed. But if she declined, then she was rude and a bitch. No matter what, she was in the wrong. One notable controversy took place after the birth of her son in 2006, where she attempted to escape a mob of paparazzi and as a result did not have time to put her son in his car seat before driving off. Mm. These photos drew national outrage and soon enough Britney was being called an unfit I forgot mother, about that something one. that would later be used against her in court. Things continued to get worse as Britney's mental and emotional health started to visibly take a hit, and it was commonplace for magazines to include pictures of her crying or looking distressed. Mm. By the time the infamous shaved head umbrella moment happened, it was easy for the media to paint her as mentally unstable, ignoring the fact that they were the ones who were routinely provoking yep. and harassing her. Soon enough, it became so normalized to make fun of and bash Britney Spears that the contrarian perspective back then was to actually give her respect. It, it, what's ha it's been happening in the press and the media recently, and particularly in the so-called news outlets, I, I, the, the, the way the media is looking at the world. I, I, I kind of had similar feelings when I, when I used to watch America's Funniest Home Videos. You know, you'd be laughing at the kid falling over, and then you go, wait a minute, put down the damn camera and help your kid! No. I was wrong with you! Yeah.
So it's exhausting. It is exhausting. You can see it just in a row what mm-hmm. we did to her. Yeah, we ruined her. And like she couldn't win. No. How was she supposed to win? If she if she said she was a virgin, people were mad. If she said if she owned her sexuality, people were mad. Like it was right. it's crazy. It was a setup. It was a complete setup. I also want to point out that the culture at the time in the early 2000s mm-hmm. of the tabloids and how they just literally didn't see Britney as a person no. is something I don't think I can ever get over. No, and I also think we talked about it in one of our episodes about the 2000s being such a terrible time for women and yeah. like um, like diet culture. Yes. Um, I think you add that in like those ridiculously high expectation that was put on women in that decade. Yes. Add in the paparazzi in the media. And then you throw in someone like Britney Spears and it's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. I liked how in that, that clip they said that like, you know, if she's polite and she poses for the pictures, she's an attention whore. Yes. And if she's, you know, stands her ground and says, get away from me, she's a bitch. Right. That's, I feel like that describes what it's like to be a woman. Exactly. (laughs) In one sentence. And Brittany's experiencing this on this huge level. Right. Okay. So I'm going to gloss over this part because I I don't want to talk too much about it out of respect for Brittany. Okay. But Brittany has two kids and a marriage that falls apart. Yep. And the media is bullying her so hard that I don't know how anyone could live through that. Right. And... It seems from the outside Mm -hmm. that her mental health took a real nosedive as a result of all of that stuff together. Mm -hmm. And Brittany is put into a conservatorship because it's decided that she's not well enough to make her own decisions. Right. Okay. The thing that's so crazy about this conservatorship is that... All of it. Every single part of it. Okay. Yes. (laughs) But the kind that she was put in was only ever used before this mm-hmm. for very old Alzheimer's dementian, dementia patients, patients right. who literally could not They didn't know take their own identity. Yeah. Right. Like, right. And it was to protect them right. from going and accidentally spending all their money. It or, wasn't used to, to control someone. This was used as a form of control. No, until until this was put on Brittany, you have mm-hmm. never in history seen anything like this right. put on a person. Right. And now, do I think that there could have been a need? This is speculation. I don't love to speculate, but just for the point of this, there could have been a need for some protective measures to be placed on her if she was unwell. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. Do I think the people who stepped in to put those on her did it with her best intentions? No. 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 They used it to take advantage of her and, quite frankly, traffic her. Yeah, imprison her, which is trafficking. They forced her to work when she didn't want it. Right. Like that, they forced her to have an IUD when she didn't want one. They like, forced her to be medicated when, when she, she didn't, didn't want, want to. to be. Like this is different. This right. is this is scary. And if someone need if someone's in real trouble psychologically, yeah. You and say you put a conservatorship on them mm-hmm. for six months. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a year. Mm-hmm. Thirteen years, fourteen years, whatever it was. And the That's trafficking. Of, the amount of people who made money yep. off of the conservatorship yep. and the amount of money they made mm-hmm. off of it, which happens to include her sister, by yeah. the way. Yep. And her parents. Her parents. Yep. Like people who were like on her management team and yep. her record company, like mm-hmm. they were 
benefiting hugely financially from her being in that. Right. How can those? How can that legally be okay? Well, and that's that's why we're talking about the systems and the structures. Yes. Because it's it's like the people in her life are using the systems to abuse her. Yeah. Not to help her. It it, it brings up two like additional side notes for me about mental health. Mm-hmm. The first one is that a woman is not allowed to do anything but behave. Correct. And a lot of what Brittany is accused of doing and reasons why she's called mentally ill is because she's not behaving. Right. That's not mentally ill. No, exactly. She's so, just not submitting and complying. Yeah, that's only done to women. Right. Right? Yep. Number two, this idea that if you are struggling with your mental health, mm-hmm. that then you should be trafficked and not allowed to make your own decisions and forced like this this like discrimination Mm -hmm. against people with mental health issues is so like it's the narrative is still so messed up about it well because it's it reads that you're not going to be helped you're going to be in trouble you're going to be punished Mm. Mm. right you'll be put in a hospital you put under a conservatorship your kids will be taken away so people are afraid to speak up and ask for help. It's so interesting because like you see with mental health, it's like, okay, you you have like no rights and you're too controlled. Right. And then you see people who have disabilities, physical disabilities, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, just figure it all the fuck yeah, out. Get We're over not it. helping you at all. Right, exactly. It's like, what, right. what is this? What's happening here? These are two extremes that are neither make any sense. Right. So it's it's really, I think... One of, again, one of the things that really makes me want to talk about Brittany mm-hmm. isn't to, you know, exploit her for our own good, but the amount of elements and boxes she ticks for problems in society, mm-hmm. it, it's wild. Right. It's so wild to me. Yeah. I think she's like a case study. She is. In the toxicity of like american pop culture yeah she's like everything just american culture (laughs) yeah culture right exactly (laughs) yeah yeah the way we still treat her Mm -hmm. so there's a couple of things it's still terrible oh my god first a lot of like a lot of credit is due to britney's fans for keeping the narrative going and checking on her saying like she's like people didn't know she was in a conservatorship that was uncovered and pushed because of her fans right and also because of some people who used to work with her and knew her. Yep. Um, that, yes. But it on, almost became like, well, since we did that, now we have the right to pry all the time. Exactly. Where she's out there saying, leave me alone, please. Yeah. Thank you, this, but please yeah, leave just me alone. This week they, they sent like the cops to do a wellness well check on her. Fans. The fans did. Based on her Instagram. Yeah made the police go and do a wellness check on her. Right, and she was like, please leave me alone. Yeah. Oh, it, so it's like she gets the conservatorship off her back legally. Yeah, yeah. But now she still has people... Who think they own her. Right. And that they she owes them something. Right. And they have the right to do something like right. that to her. Right. No, you don't. You don't. She's yep. her own human being. Yep. The other narrative that I see a lot is, oh, maybe she should still be in the conservatorship. Oh. Like, why is I this the extreme? Too. It's so infuriating it when is. I hear people say that. It is. It, no, no. Because now she's out and she's not behaving perfectly for mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. to your standards that you now want her back under this yeah. imprisonment? Yeah. No. And the thing, too, is that 
as much, like the fans, I don't want to discredit the fans for helping Britney. No. But Britney also did it herself because if you watch, there's yeah. a clip and you can, you can just Google it if you mm-hmm. want, where she's, this is right before the fall of everything. Yeah. She's being forced to do like a Las Vegas stint that she doesn't want to do. And oh, yes. They've renewed it. Yes. You know the clip I'm talking yep. about? And she's supposed to come out and perform. And she gets up there. She does, she mean mugs it in like the best way. I yep. remember just being like, holy shit, watching it. Like, what's yep. she doing? Like, so, like, in, like, just in awe and admiring mm-hmm. her for doing that. Right. And then she stands up and then she walks off stage. Yep. Knowing what risk she's at for yep. abuse if she does that, right? That's how everyone figured it out. Exactly. Like that that's is wrong. The tipping right. point. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Um, the other thing I wanted to just compare her with is like the way we treat Kanye West. Yes. In his clear mental health issues, and the way we treat Britney, and the very different narratives that we have for them. Well, in that Kanye West is so harmful yeah he's hurting people i mean the anti-semitism his connection to the proud boys and and right-wing fanatics in this country i mean the treatment of the mother of his children so problematic Mm -hmm. and he's not under a conservatorship no but we we make excuses for him right and say stuff like well he's such a genius right and it's like well Britney's a genius too. Right, exactly. Like, right. Like, wait a minute. Why is that? Why right. is the narrative here like Britney won't behave? But the narrative with Kanye is, well, but he's a musical genius. Or you hear people saying, well, well, he's mentally ill. Right. So it's okay. So it's okay. But Britney Spears was mentally ill yeah. and that was used against her. And she should lose all of her rights. And her children. Yeah. But no one's trying to take Kanye's kids away from him. Yeah. Right? Right. Exactly. And then we have people out here trying to argue like, hey, mental illness doesn't make you a racist. Yes. Mental illness doesn't make you an anti-Semite. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Right? Exactly. But there's all these excuses made because yes. he's a man. Because he's a man. Right. Yeah. It's it's wild. It's it's difficult to watch. It but is. I just wanted to point out the very different yep. ways mm-hmm. we talk about this. Right. Where I do think there's too much attention probably on Kanye, like leave him alone. There's right the level on Britney is not it's like a different stratosphere. I agree. I have been asked a lot to comment publicly about what I think is going on of like watching Britney on yeah. Instagram, mm-hmm. and I would just like to say no, I won't. No, because it just further adds to all of the conspiracy theories, all of the like sort of back and forth and rhetoric. It doesn't help. Brittany. No. So I'm not. It doesn't help anybody. Yeah. Have I had discussions with you about it? Yeah. I I find human behavior interesting and I love Brittany and I'm not like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And could, and could you go on TikTok and make some sort of video that gets a lot of likes and a lot of engagement? Yeah. Yeah, You absolutely could. Yeah. But it would feel disgusting. I won't do it. I will not do it. No, I won't let you do it. (laughs) Well, because you wouldn't do it either. Like it's, it's not, you're looking at it the wrong way. Why do you want me to do that? Right. Why? I guess I, can I study human behavior? Can I study body language? Can I pick up cues that she's given? Yes, I can do all of those things. Why do you want that? Right. Why? Brittany can do whatever the hell she wants on whatever social media platform she wants. And I'll still clap. Yeah, and I get that it's it's still a train wreck. It's a train like, wreck. Like I will I will give you that. Like if you're listening and you're like, but 
she's a disaster still. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I'm watching it too. But like I, yes. us speculating about it doesn't help her. She needs. She still needs help. And she needs support. She doesn't need another person speculating right. and, and going like, well, from what I can see, I think it's this. Or let me pick apart right. every single thing she said in this. Right. Like, it, fine. If you do that just to someone you know, like you're just talking about, right. it, fine. But she doesn't need another person going on in in the media and right. saying something else. So just I just won't be that person. But what I will say is that every part of Britney Spears brings up and shows us a problem in our society. Right. And so if we could shift the narrative to talk about that mm-hmm. instead of her so right. much, like her personal life or all these like silly yep. things we talk about, we would actually do something good. Yeah. We need to talk about sexuality and gender yeah. and the Madonna and the whore. We need to talk about mental health. Yes. We need to talk about expectations of women in the society. There's about misogyny. There's yes. so much we need to talk about, but it's not ever going to be addressed talking about like the intricacies and the details of Britney Spears specific life. Yes. Leave her kids the fuck alone. Leave her right. alone. Yeah. La- if you're worried about her fine, but how about you don't try to profit on TikTok and all that by exploiting right. what you think is her drama. Exactly. It's it's uncomfortable. Yeah. We're all watching her Instagram. Right. At least you are now if you I, heard this probably. Well, like I'm not, but you keep sending it to me. <laughs> Against your will, you're watching. <laughs> so here's the thing. We still need to talk about these things, but yeah. we need to do it in protection. We need to stand up for this yeah. woman. We need to be showing up for her we in the way she's asking us to. Right. And right. leaving her alone in the way she's asking us to. Right. As a woman, I just want I just want you to hear me say, and then Jamie reinforce, that you are allowed to be both a whore and both virginal and both whatever the fuck you want. And if you don't have to apologize for it, you can change from one minute to the next that there's, there's no box. No. Be all of it at the same time. Well, like everything that we talk about on here, everything's a spectrum. Yeah. Right. So like you don't have to just choose that you're like the virginal good girl or you're like the badass whore. Like you can be, Anything. First of all, you can be that. You can be both of those. Yes, in right. different circumstances. Good and bad shouldn't apply to sex, but right. yes. And you can be you can be whatever you want, but you can also be a million dots in the middle of that spectrum. And you can be a different one in a different right. day, like, like one a, day or with one person. You yes. can be one way with one person and yeah. one way with another. Right. One part of your life you're this way, another part you're that. Like yeah. The the problem is the control when you feel like you have to fit into a box or play a role that's a red flag to you that there's a system telling you how to behave. Yes. How many times have we talked about how cyclical women are and how cyclical feminine energy is? And like, if one day you want to dress like, remember the little Kim one boob out outfit? Oh yeah. You want to, yeah, she had like the little, the little pasty. pasty. Yeah. (laughs) You want to dress like that one Mm -hmm. day. And then the next day you want to dress like a nun. Right. Go ahead. See, the only problem I have with any of that uh-huh. is that I want to make sure you're doing it because it's what you want to do. Right. I don't want to see you wearing the little Kim outfit or the nun outfit. Like just for a man? Because you think that's what's expected of you. Oh, yeah. That's where the problem lies. Right. It's like, I have to be this. Which one am I, I supposed or I to be? I can't be that other yeah. thing. The problem is that we lose touch of what we want and what we feel comfortable doing and being. Yes. So to get back in touch with it, when right. your brain says, wear the little Kim pasty. Right. 
go out there and strut it and have everyone be like, wow. Right. Or looking at you like you're going to burn in hell, then go do right. that. And then right. the next day, if what you think you want to do is be like turtleneck, sweatpants, messy bun, <laughs> do that. Right. And none of that is a, a, is compromising who you are because you are not any of those things. Right. Those are just expressions of something and you're allowed to express them right. when you like to express them. Right. You probably can't wear the little Kim outfit to school. No, I mean, you have to, you, no. I mean, I would like you to be able to, but I do understand why you can't. We're not trying to get you expelled, though. No, no. Don't be like the intuitive girls said. I could wear pasties at school. Probably anyone that age has no idea what I'm talking about True. when I'm saying True. the little kid. Do you remember the moment where Diana oh Ross like, jiggled her boob she on like, stage? Yes. She like, tapped it. Yes. I don't know why that came front yeah. of mind, but like, just meaning like you can express yourself however you want. Right. Obviously, there are some places that it's more appropriate or not appropriate, right. but like who you are gets to be different every moment if you want it to be. And that's right. not crazy. And that, that should never be the expectation that you can only be one or the other. Exactly. So go do all those things. I think you and I should go put on Little Kim outfits and go drink coffee. I'll just do the messy bun. Okay. <laughs> Hey everyone, Heather and I have an ask for you. If you love this episode or if you love the IGG, can you do us a favor? We need you to go onto whatever platform you listen on and download, subscribe, like, love, whatever it's asking you to do. Can you go do those things for us on the platforms that you listen on? It would mean so much to us. Thanks for listening to our episode. For a way to get in touch with us, please visit our website, intuitivegirlsguide.com. We love hearing your feedback on our episodes.